whoever is out there is out there and they're giving off something and they're about to create the magic and it's not going to need any lights. It's not going to need any costumes. It's just your imaginations and listening and working off to each other. And suddenly you have a whole scene that you guys created together. That's, yeah, that's interesting. Welcome to You Can Do It, Do It, a podcast with Steve Carroll and J.P. Camara, where we interview people whose lives were transformed by trying something new. So today, we have Kate and Casey with us um, from Wage House fame, and we'll learn a little bit more about that as we go. So why don't we do a, like a brief introduction for both of you, kind of talk about just some, some quick things about yourselves, and then we'll kind of launch into the show. This is Kate. I am... Originally from Ohio, and I got my BFA in theater from Ohio University. And after that, I moved to Chicago for about seven years and continued to do theater and also started taking improv classes at IO, formerly Improv Olympic. So, um, yeah, I was there for about seven years, did a whole bunch of performing, started teaching improv and theater there, uh, both adults and kids. And then about seven years ago, moved to Rhode Island with my husband and have been doing a ton of improv and sketch comedy um, and then started Wage House with Casey here. Thank you for that segue. I'm Casey and I... Uh, Met Kate about five years ago. We had both been doing improv around Rhode Island. I'm from Rhode Island, which is a fun fact about me. And I came upon improv in college after auditioning for a play there and doing very poorly. Oh. Uh, yeah, thank you. Oh, sorry. Still resonating. But they were like, wow, you seem pretty nice and enthusiastic to be here. There's a thing called improv and nobody gets cut from improv. <laughs> okay, great. Sign me up. Um, so I did it and I absolutely loved it. It reminded me a lot of being on a team and I played a lot of sports growing up and all through high school. So uh, I was hooked and I moved back to Rhode Island after graduating and kept doing it. And then I met Kate. And a few years later, we decided to give it a go in open wage house. I've been to, I've been in the wage house before. I've seen performances, but there's a question I've I've always wanted to ask both oh. of you when you're in the same room. I know what it is. Do you? Yeah. What is improv? Oh, I thought you were going to ask about the name. No, oh. no, we'll I get to that. that. Okay. But what what is improv? What is improv? Well, improv is acting without a script is the best way to really start and then you just do all the things you would do in a play just without a script or costumes or scenery uh very little tech so there's not a lot of lights or sound cues uh so really nothing is planned uh however you aim for it to be just as entertaining if not more than seeing a fully rehearsed fully written fully conceptualized piece of theater now, is improv like short for something? Just improvisation. Oh. And I'm going to write that one down. That's it. Yeah. I mean, if you 
back it away from comedy. Like there's improv jazz and um, like improv. There's other improvisational forms of art. I think the improv we're doing is often funny um, and geared towards being funny. But yeah, at its core, it's all made up. And we're working together, which is the other beautiful part about it that steps it away from stand-up comedy. It's like we're in this together. We're collaborating. We are in a rabbit hole of spontaneity. So it's like we're all in here together and we're turning the lights on for ourselves as we move through a scene. So it's like, ah, we have this piece of information. And then we build off of what each other say. And you look the best when you make each other make sense. Mm. So if someone says like – get in here, Henderson. And you're like, be right in boss. It's like, great. You just made that other person look like they were the boss. Right. So, (laughs) and I guess that uh, similar to that metaphor earlier of, you know, there's improvisational jazz. There's something that classifies like sort of the rules around what jazz music is. Like jazz is different from say classical music. Are there sort of rules you set up in your improv world that kind of guide scenes or behavior? So what I would say is there's a few different types of improv comedy. There's short form, which is more gamey, like whose line is it anyway, where there's rules set up for that game where it's like, okay, we all know that when a bell rings, we're all shifting left and that changes who we're in a scene with. And then there's long form where there are rules that you learn to set you up for success. But as you progress on as an improviser, they're sort of meant to be broken. So it's like, say yes to each other. Like, yes and is kind of the big expression. And what we hang our hat on. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, say yes to what your scene partner put out there and then add to it. And that's kind of drives you forward in your scene. Um, But later you learn that you can literally say no, (laughs) but your character is still saying yes. So it's like there are rules, but they're kind of meant to be broken once you know the rules. Okay. And like you have to know the rules to know how to break them. Absolutely. So when people start out, they're um, sometimes putting the cart before the horse like, oh, I want to like be arguing in my scene and I want to be doing this and be doing that. And you really have to focus on those fundamentals in the beginning so that you know where to guide everything and you know how to build that scene so that it's interesting to watch Uh, because you're really you're writing on the fly you're editing on the fly you're doing everything in the moment so you have to build up those skills to be aware of all right we're in this scene and i'm missing who my character is so i need to add that right now and then kate having the awareness to say okay the energy's starting to build i'm gonna jump on that train and add more energy to the scene. And then we're both looking for an edit to Mm. just like end it. So there's a lot of different moving parts for sure. And it can, improv can be anything, which Mm. is great. So there's a lot of, just like jazz, like there's a lot of styles of which you can do improv. Like improv is the big umbrella and then there's short form and long form and musical and dramatic and there's a lot of uh, narrative improv. So it'll be like improvised Chekhov or improvised Shakespeare. Uh, So you can really make it your own and explore and experiment, which is really fun. Improvised Shakespeare. 
I don't JP want to do, Goff I don't protest. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Uh, Sorry, that was I don't want to much. go on too much of a tangent, but how how do you play in a space like improvisational Shakespeare? It's kind of like throwing a style on it. Uh, so, so if you think of like you play the saxophone, there's there's one way to play the saxophone, but then there's a million different ways to play the saxophone. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing the saxophone the way it's built to be played, you're not like, I'm going to flip this upside down and try to play it. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you could do that, but it's not going to work as well as if you just try to play it and then figure out how to manipulate it and explore playing through that. I think, too, it's like conceptual. <clears throat> you give... It's like giving an artist a box to work within and they can go crazy inside it. So it's like, cool, we're going to do the tropes of Shakespeare, but where the show goes is up to us. And it's certainly not going to go the way one of the plays you know goes. Um, But it's people that are saying, yeah, we're super familiar with Shakespearean language and tropes, and now we're going to use those type of archetypes or character types and do all of our improv inside through that filter shakespeare is not like my bff i'm not obsessed with him but i really enjoyed it because it was they were still adhering to the things about improv like they were aware of their audience they knew when to edit scenes they knew when to add energy and and they knew how to improvise they weren't just like taking all the tropes and language of Shakespeare and throwing it at a wall. There was a, a style to it. So what's this idea of adding energy? You both have used it at two different points tonight. Maybe instead of telling us, can you demonstrate? I would say that it's all about mood. So if I'm coming in and I'm coming in like this, I've already got an energy about myself <laughs> and you're to be responding <laughs> to that energy. Right. And like, oh, Harold, you're upset, aren't you? I'm, I'm sorry I threw out your coupons. Well, you know, I've been collecting them for five years, and I was really planning on having a splurge weekend. Yeah, I just, uh, I just was cleaning up the kitchen, and I you're always cleaning up. I've stayed away from that drawer for twelve years, Harold. Twelve years, I've walked by that drawer. So already I'm like getting into it. So I was yeah. like, we just let it be going. Yeah. <laughs> we got, we could fill up 25 minutes in no time flat. Right. <laughs> it only take us 25 minutes. I think the beauty of improv is it's actually less about the words and more about the energy and the, cause the scene can be colored by so many different things of like tone and rhythm and physicality. And then your words should kind of match that and go along with that. And so people's energy, I think, at improv, yeah, broadly is so much information there. And like the drive of the scene, too, is as we discovered our energy together, kind of adding fuel to the fire. So starting to build up like, well, how long has he had these coupons and how long has it tortured me? And <laughs> he was just about to use them. So we're we're building it up to to something more rather than just keeping the scene mm. flatlining the entire time and keeping it the same. You have to add those add those different points of energy. Yeah, I think I heard Susan Messing, who is a, a famous improviser from Chicago, She's say, yeah. 
But I think she said like a lot of improv scenes are either every day at the Johnsons or the day the can I say a cuss? Word? Yeah, oh, boy. yeah, we can we can oh. do a cuss. <laughs> okay, um, or the day the shit hit the fan at the Johnsons. So it's like, oh my gosh, we just found out this moment is building that she got rid of the coupons that he'd been saving for five years. Oh shit! Or it's like these are these people, and their energy is always going to be this. There's always going to be a time when she has done this to him, and he's all upset again. It's like that's their life. Yeah. So yeah, it's like interesting. The energy can carry it in different ways. Mm. The the scene that you both created in this room worked really well. I mean, JP and I were in stitches. Do you see t- at times like in real life where the energy between two people is off and feel especially attuned to that because of your improbability? I think improv really uh, fine tunes your bullshit detector. Uh, not just between like what you see happening between other people, what what's going on inside yourself mm. too. So you... I think I I realized because of improv more so like when things in my life are out of whack or I'm not like facing something head on and kind of when you see an improv scene where everybody's just talking around the thing that the scene is about and not really addressing what's happening in the scene, you're just like, just get to it, Mm. just face it. And the same is in life too when you're like, something's off. Well, what am I not just jumping on stage and putting myself through yeah Yeah. it's kind of like a superpower well i'm not gonna say it's not a superpower (laughs) (laughs) like that yeah i mean it's like super developed listening skills almost just being really in tune with what other people are saying and how you feel about it and how you relate to each other so i've never really thought about it enhancing i mean i i've definitely thought about improv in a variety of ways being able to enhance your life but i yeah like at the relationship level that makes a ton of sense because totally. you're constantly trying to understand how you relate to other people as a character. So, Yeah, communication in general, like listening, responding, being there in the moment, um, picking up on what you're receiving from someone else and being able to come back with whatever and you have is – it's all in there. And, and working and- from a like positive place because your scenes should start with you both – on board to make it work so that's really transferable to relationships jp is like wow yeah i know i just kind of blew my own mind with that <laughs> i was text my wife right now say, i yeah. love you so much yes i am <laughs> and she'll say yes, yeah. yes <laughs> she'll be like yes yeah. and I'm like, well i mean i don't have yeah, anything else right now but yeah it's i met my husband we weren't married when we met but i we met because of improv and we both are still very active in improv. And I think that a lot of uh, the things that improv enhances in your life are very uh, helpful to a marriage or a relationship. How has it transformed your life? I I, improv before opening wage house with Kate had totally brought every positive major thing into my life like every serious romantic relationship uh it brought my now husband and soulmate into my life uh we'll add in oz thank you uh it's brought every professional job i've had uh just from meeting great people and connecting with people it's just brought a lot 
more positivity to my life. It's challenged me as a person. It's made me grow as a person. It's made me especially like accept and work with and embrace people who are different from me, like different thinkers, different actors and doers. Um, and then starting Wage House has just really been a great opportunity to express ourselves as artists in the classes we have and the different shows we have and even the experience we're able to give people when they come see a show. Uh, We get to be creative on a business level and an artistic level and that's really, really fun to get to – we're essentially showing with Wage House how improv has affected our lives. Good answer. I would say improv for me has always been really positive as well. It's been a release when I found it. Um, As I mentioned, I have my BFA in theater and I really like working on plays where you're working on the whole script. And I worked with a playwriting theater company. So we were really focused on the text and finding what it was about. And it was like alive and breathing. And I was really into all that. And then improv was this other thing where it was not about the text. It was just about the creative energy moving forward. And it was, again, I always think of it as like my little rabbit hole that I can go down and just be myself because you really are like putting yourself out there and you get to kind of be weird too, which I like. Like you get to let all this stuff out of you and characters and explore worlds that, you don't get to be in in real life. It's like all made up and all fun. Um, and then teaching is my other big, big passion. And getting to teach improv, I, I love it. I love working with other people. I love sharing it with other people. I love watching other people's light bulbs go off. I love giving this thing that is so positive and is so supportive in this world that's so hard. And it's like, ah, we're just in here having fun together and we're all going to say yes to each other and and you're going to be funny and we're going to laugh and then the hour, three hours will end and we'll leave and go back to life. But um, yeah, and then with Wage House, I think for me the transforming thing has been the people and that includes Casey um, having enough like trust in me and trust in improv to take it seriously. Like as a, someone that's been doing improv for 15 years and it is such a disposable art form. That's the lowest denominator. It sometimes feels like, can we take ourselves seriously? Is this enough? And it is enough. And I'm so I'm really proud to be doing it and be doing it at a level that is professional and we're taking it seriously and uh and yeah and then the other people all the students that have become a part of our lives in this really meaningful way and now I know them and they know me and like I care about them and I yeah it's just a really cool like growing thing and uh and then the work we've had people put on shows at our theater that they wouldn't have put on and we're like helping develop that and it's a really cool thing to stand back and say, wow, we made the stage and that made that happen. So that's cool to be a part of. You kind of put on the character of like the entrepreneur during this process as well. Had you done that in a prior venture or is this like the first time that's happened for you? 
So I've definitely done stuff on my own before in the arts, like put out classes or created stuff, but I've never been a business owner. And that actually has been really hard and and eye-opening and difficult and a challenge, which is all things good and you grow as a person. But it's, yeah, that's, I think Casey and I usually say like, we're performers and teachers like first and second and you know, business owners seventh or something. Like it's like in terms of our comfortableness yeah. with it and our knowledge of it. Anything business like we're just going off of instincts and learning on the fly and that's it. And sometimes I mean most of the time it's frustrating and makes us cry sometimes too just like there's so many forms there's yeah. just so many forms uh but then the feeling you get after of accomplishing it and then you have something concrete to show for it is also a really really cool fun feeling to take on and it, yeah. it's that i think our backgrounds as improvisers and saying yes it helps us face those challenges it's just like acknowledging this is very overwhelming and this makes us feel very dumb, but we're still going to do it. <laughs> and just taking that and owning it and pushing forward. Do you have a specific story of something where you kind of felt dumb going through it and then, and push through and hate it? I think uh, we, I think getting our, our liquor license was a big uh, hurdle for us. Uh, because we wanted to be able to sell beer and wine. So we do sell beer and wine, but you need a, we wanted to do it legit. So you need a, a liquor license for that. So we basically just walked around for a few months, like into, into like city hall, then into the division of taxation, then back into city hall, then back to the division of taxation. City clerk's office. City clerk's <laughs> office. Oh, Kate. Where there's lots of nice people who yeah. work there and they, Actually, they're willing to help you. Oh, and you know yeah, because we waddle in like little babies, like <laughs> we know nothing, and they're and you would think that they'd be very mean and curmudgeony, huh. and occasionally they were, but for the most part, they absolutely guided us through the process. But and when you're sitting on the bench in there, you hear other people trying to do their businesses, like trying to get licenses for different things. And it's fascinating. It's like being at court. You're like, oh, you're trying to do a storage locker out of your garage and you need these trucks to come, but you need this form. It's crazy. It's really, really fun. Yeah. It is fun. So, yeah, going through that process, there was also a lot of deadlines we had to meet in terms of that to have it by the time we were going to open. And uh, it was a lot of different things. And it was just like packets of forms Everything was like a foreign language to us. Once so, you uh, fill out one packet, then they send you six more. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say for uh, anybody starting their own business, don't be afraid of those forms because probably one out of every eight pages is something you actually have to like fill out. A lot of it doesn't apply to you. Hmm. And if you are opening a business where it does apply to you, Godspeed. <laughs> yep. Godspeed. 
but that wasn't us, fortunately. But like getting that piece of paper in our hands was such a triumph and it felt like such a triumph because of how many trips we – like just how vulnerable uh, we felt throughout the whole process of needing to learn that and jump through hoop after hoop after hoop. As someone who goes to Wage House frequently, you know, I, it doesn't it doesn't come out that you, you get stressed about these things or whatever. And, and maybe it's the recharging nature of being able to be creative in there as well. So it kind of just – amps you up and it's like oh you know it's been tough getting this thing done or i have to deal with this every day or week or month but i also get to teach these people and i get to do shows and that kind of helps god yeah i remember we when we first very first opened casey and i had been working wearing all the different hats whether it was getting licenses or figuring out our seating or our lighting or our bar there was all sorts of different things we had been working on and we knew that we were going to open Wage House with us being the performers for the first number of weeks. A, to put no other performer in that position. We just opened our doors. Maybe no one shows up. And two, because this is what we love and we wanted to celebrate that we'd built it. And that night, <laughs> we were trying to shift gears. Casey and I like to walk the hallways before we perform. And we were walking and talking and just kind of reminding ourselves like this is why we built the stage and we get to celebrate that now in the way that we actually love best which is to perform the hell out of it and we did yeah Mm. yeah no like we we don't really like we have our like moments of venting and then it's time to move forward and nobody no do you really want to listen to us like whine and right like someone's like this place is great we don't want to be like such a you don't want to yuck their yum like they're enjoying the space you want to be like let me tell you how difficult this thing was oh boy such a headache and then like you're now instead of imprinting such a positive thing on it you're imprinting this kind of like curmudgeony negative thing on it right yeah Yeah. because i think we've all been to businesses like that yeah you say that positive thing and they're just like yeah here well here's all the bad stuff and i plus like all the all the ins and outs are just – I don't know what the expression is. I don't have all my business expressions down, but it just comes with the territory of owning your own business. Like It it all falls on you, and you have to figure it out, and you either sink or swim. So every there's going to be challenges popping up all the time, and the more you just kind of accept that as your normal, the less like you'll be like, oh, my – God, another thing? Because then you have to deal, like, process that energy and move past that. And if you're just like, well, okay, our roof is leaking. We'll fix it. We'll be back next week. When you want to walk into a place and have wonder and amazement, you hope that the people who are there also want to feed into that experience for you. It's, it is really cool to hear that that's, that's an attitude and something that you bring to Wage House of like, yeah. We're, this this place is awesome. It is rad. We we love being here. Yeah, my day sucked, but this is great. And thank mm-hmm. you for coming. Um, and yeah. I think that's like one of the things that, at least for me, that keeps that recommendation engine going. Like I I will tell people on a regular basis, like it is the cheapest and best date that you will go on for ten dollars. Like you. there's no other ten dollar date that you can have that's this good. Ah. Um, and listeners, this is true. <laughs> 
Let's dive into teaching a little bit. So you mentioned how much you love teaching, Kate. Do improv theaters open up that don't teach? Or is it usually kind of hand in hand, you teach and you do shows? I think for the most part, there is an education element to if it's if it's only improv and only improv comedy theater, um, teaching usually is a part of it because like Casey said, it's pretty universal to have a cheaper ticket. So classes are actually a great way to be able to have that business financially. Um, so it usually is, I think, for the most part, a part of most places. And plus, I think it's commonplace with improv theaters because people just have, from seeing shows, they have a general interest. Like, how do I learn this? What do I, what do I need to do to get there? Whether they want to be on stage or not, but they're just like, there's something about this that's attractive to me. Can you teach it to me? And the answer Yes. And? Yes. And <laughs> here's the registration link. <laughs> what do Except you, for what you, do you Sandy. You stay away, Sandy. <laughs> We've away. talked about this. Linda. <laughs> <laughs> what do you recommend uh, folks start with if they're, they want to kind of dive into improv? Well, our, a lot of improv schools do levels. Okay. So it's kind of like grades. And the first level is level one, and that's an introduction to improv and most improv schools you go to will have some sort of introductory class and you learn all the basics and from there you're either hooked or you're like I tried it and now I'm now I scratched that itch yeah. a lot of the time people are hooked and that's why there's a level two and a level three <laughs> and a level four and in some improv schools there's a level five and a level six and some a level seven JP's a little bitter. <laughs> he made it to the end. We got the wheels in motion. And JP has one last class, so he can yeah. still blow it. I could and definitely. <laughs> and they could be like, yeah, we didn't do level five. We're not doing level five. Sorry. We'll be like, you failed. Now yeah. you, you take fa- level four. Yeah, and that'll yeah. be your no, level five. Level one. You should make him start over at level one. That would be like yeah. his heaven. Yeah. yeah. He's so good, though. Uh, well, most people, once they graduate level four, they start performing on a regular basis. Yeah. So. And that is our plan. Great. But great. That's our, <laughs> that's said, our plan, too. You looked at me like, great. <laughs> no, I, did I? No. <laughs> it's fine, I guess. No, no great, because we want you to. Yeah. 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 That's we have too much fun, and we love each other too yes. much to not keep going. So. That's a lovely, a lovely byproduct of improv, is you meet awesome people. Uh, everybody's putting themselves out there, and I think that's why we love teaching, too, because you see a bunch of wide-eyed terrified people walk into the room week one and by week eight they're like when's level two and when can we all hang out and what they just want to they they're just totally 180 from the first week of class so seeing people open themselves up to it and be vulnerable week after week and show up week after week like and it's so good i think there's even a difference on that first day from the beginning of class deer and headlights to the end of that three-hour class and they're like you're so vulnerable and the work is so fun and supportive that everyone immediately it's it's like nothing else in life it's like oh i'm getting to be me and we're laughing and we're working together and suddenly they're like you guys are my people it does bring uh, it is interesting how it brings together very different people i I think you Mm -hmm. maybe mentioned that earlier casey and uh you also mentioned how there's a 
there's people see a show and there's some kind of draw to it. Like, how, like what, what is that? I don't, I don't even know how to place wh- what my interest level is, but there's something about it. Like, how do I do that? Uh, and I don't, I don't know what it is about improv that allows that to happen. But I think, I think about it for myself, the people I'm in class with, like, I don't know if I ever would have just organically like met those people or become friends with them or, or gone in the same social circles or whatever. But we go to class, we do this thing and then you just connect in a very interesting way. So yeah. Improv is a very unique thing. And I have a lot of various lengthy theories about how improv just transforms your life. And I think one of them is a big thing in improv is there's never there's never nothing. So even if it's two people standing on stage, not saying anything there, there is something there between them. And I think of it with like, you're saying JP, all the different personalities that walk into the room night one. And a lot of you glob together and stay together and form this great bond. And there might be some people in the class that uh, you're like, what about that guy? But there's always those people too. So even when a person is challenging personality wise are totally different from you and you know doesn't end up becoming your friend like there's still something there to be learned and they were in that class for a reason you know to make you whether it's appreciate the people who are there for the right reasons or just to say like well i thought i was gonna be that guy and i'm not that guy that's great i'm glad i'm not that guy sometimes it can be a woman too (laughs) (laughs) i just want to clarify that sometimes sometimes doubtful yeah but sometimes it's hard. I mean, it is difficult to be on stage with somebody, and there are many different ways it can be a frustrating experience as well as a a great experience. And you, it's great to be taught that there's always something to gain from a, an experience on stage, with whether it's negative or positive. Yeah, a lot of people talk about improv as it's like creating something out of nothing. And I was just thinking about that when Casey was saying like there's never nothing. And I think you're I think you're absolutely correct. We are creating something, but we're out there. Like whoever is out there is out there and they're giving off something and they're about to create the magic. And it's not gonna need any lights, it's not gonna need any costumes, it's just your imaginations and listening and working off to each other. And suddenly you have a whole scene that you guys created together. You mentioned too how sometimes it, you know, usually I think it can go well. Sometimes it doesn't go as well. And I, I, there's value in that lesson. I've been, I've been thinking about that a, a lot lately. I was talking to Steve about it the other day about how uh, improv is also good at teaching you to accept failure a little more and to accept it very quickly. Because like you guys, you know, say it's – you if it goes bad, like you have a thousand other chances and nobody remembers what went wrong and you just have to be able to embrace it. And that's just an amazing life lesson, right? Like to be able to embrace failure and you get to, you get to do it a lot in improv because you're going to fail sometimes. It was great for me because I was a very, I'm a very like controlly person. Like I like to control things. So when things don't go well, I'm just like, mm. it just bothers me. What are you like? Mm. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it teaches you to not get in your head about it. As a teacher, it feels really good to put that out there to folks immediately so that they know like, oh, 
there's, we're all going to let this go. We're all going to mess up and we're going to celebrate that failure actually so that we can learn something from it and own it and then throw it away and be like, who cares? This is disposable stuff. Like we can just get rid of it. And that feels really good. And it allows people to relax, I think a little bit like, oh, cool. We all know that we're all going to screw up and we're all going to pat each other on the back for that because we're putting ourselves out there and that's what it's about. There's a literal exercise about purposely failing, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. You actually like you, you, you imitate doing something and you fail at it and everybody celebrates it. It's just kind of to be like, Hey, like it's okay to fail and you're going to get through it and you're going to just move on to the next thing. It's going to be great and have a supportive environment. Yeah. it's funny in improv when people start they often want to six like in improv obviously like you can be an astronaut who is going to the moon and in improv everyone makes their three-point shots you know it's like oh well i made that one nothing but net baby but also this idea of embracing failures like it's actually so much more interesting if you're if you shoot and you don't make it, yeah. right? Like, yeah. which is more true to life. And there is so much, like, as this expression is IO's expression, but truth in comedy, it's, um, it's funnier if we're real and we have a hard time and we struggle and sometimes we just don't make it. <laughs> and that's great. That's great to put out there and to accept and kind of love. Sometimes it can be like the funniest thing, right? I mean, you know, if you, I know mm-hmm. it's sketch comedy, but like an SNL scene where people are just kind of like cracking up or they forget something. Sometimes it's the funniest thing to watch is when they don't nail it. But like you just kind of like, oh, you know, it's fine. We all make mistakes and it's actually pretty hilarious. So. It's pretty great to see humans being humans. Yeah. Yeah. So Wage House. Yes. Walk me through. What's in a name? All right. This is where we thought we were starting. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> it's where we're ending. Right. Honestly, we really just wanted a name that could take on its own life. And as, you know, hopefully the days and the months and the years tick by, like it becomes its own thing. Uh, and we didn't want to attach it to any sort of thing like a, the laugh box or like two chicks laugh institute uh <laughs> I, I, it's not clear to me why these aren't good, good names though. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah these are good. all good yeah titles. we'll rebrand yeah for two to t-o-o-t well like and Im- improv improv isn't in the name right Correct. yeah yeah and it, it's uh i think we just wanted something that we could uh give put out there and it takes on a life of its own and also something that we were really kind of inexplicably like excited about and thought was cool sounding to us and looked cool on t-shirts and look cool on t-shirts thanks yeah yeah Yeah. so things that no i don't even know no nobody i almost wore today and i was like wow what a loser i'm gonna look like but it was dirty because you wore it yesterday wore it tomorrow <laughs> yeah, they think that was uh something really what we wanted because we were like if we're gonna we want to pick something that we like because we're gonna be hearing it all the time, we're gonna be saying it all the time, we're gonna be seeing it all the time. So we wanna land on something that sounds cool to us and fun to us and 
unique to us. And we threw, like, I think I texted Kate. I was on a trip and, like, looking at a poster on a wall and it had, like, a beer label on it that said, like, Vizen House. And I was like, I like the name House in the title somehow. Like, it just sounds cool to me. She's like, that sounds cool to me. And then when I got home and we met, she was like, I got some words to maybe pair with this. And she threw out wage and I was like, yes. She was like, yeah, I know. Right. I'm like, yes, yes, that's it. That's it. And that's really the, the true tried and true reason behind it. I am. I had one last question that I wanted to ask both of you knowing that. So you're, you're both women entrepreneurs started a, a business together. Um, does, does that have any significance to you? I would say that it wasn't on purpose in the way that it was like, I'm only going to work with another woman. But now that it is the truth that we're working together, I am inspired by it and other people are inspired by it, which is super cool. I am really proud of it. And, and I, when I look at it, I think that's great because that's who I wanted to work with naturally. So it wasn't like this choice, but it's a really powerful choice that ended up happening. I would say the same exact thing. Like it's more, I'm more awestruck and proud of myself just as a person for doing this than I am as a woman for doing this. And so when people are like, it's so great and I love supporting women-owned businesses and and that's wonderful because we love that too and we'll take support anywhere we can get it (laughs) (laughs) so having that is is really just a bonus and it's a very meaningful bonus to us and something that we have more and more uh been able to embrace and we love and fortunately i would say like in the whole journey of two women starting a business we haven't encountered too many roadblocks because we're two women starting a business. So it's been a positive experience for us. It hasn't been like such a eye-opener of like, wow, it's tough to be a, a woman in running your own business. Do you think it's partly the community has helped as well, like being an improv? I think there's a lot of cool people out there. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of crappy people out there and we hear about that a lot and there is we have a lot of progress to still make, but we are, um, we, from our experience, we've been very much embraced and celebrated by female community members and male community members for what we do and what we have at Wage House. So, um, you know, that's, we're just kind of trying to counterbalance all the crappiness out there. Yeah. <laughs> do you find that it helps you create a safer place for people or uh... yeah that's been a that's been an awesome bonus for us to hear that uh people looked into all the different places you can take improv classes and said i chose you two i chose wage house because it's run by you two and you're two women and it just made me feel immediately comfortable um and that's that's really great yeah and i think we both trust each other a lot in those ways like we both know how the other person behaves in situations and we both like that and whether that's 
like gender based or not. I don't know, but it's more just like you're a good person. I like how you act and create the environment that we're in. So, yeah. I think you guys also create uh, a comedic environment of uh, like acceptance as well. You really foster an environment of just being very funny, but also, uh, I don't know, I guess well, like inclusive. People, yeah. Inclusive, inclusive, yeah. inclusive humor, I guess. I'm, is. I'm super proud of that. I, I think the comedy that you're talking about, I often think of as shock and awe. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm going to shock you. And you're gonna be like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they said that. Or I can't believe they just did that. But it's, yeah, I don't think it's the brand of comedy we're super into. I think we gravitate towards something a little more like more are what we want to see yeah and you're teaching it too like we're both we're both teaching it so yeah. you're like would be out there either teaching that to to young folks and making them put their voice in the world in a way that maybe they don't even feel comfortable doing or that they're like oh this is comedy great um or you're not teaching it and you're a hypocrite on stage because then you're going ahead and doing it and telling them not to. So, yeah. So can you teach us a little improv as we close out tonight? Make us good improvers. Yeah. Make, make us improv. <laughs> so, okay. Has something. Yeah. Let's, let's do it this way. Um, so I think that as we said, improv usually starts with a suggestion and that gives you somewhere to be inspired from, right? Yeah. So in improv, you usually want to get out the who, the what, and the where of your scene really quickly. Like, who are we? Where are we? And what are we doing? So if you guys kind of know that in your heads right now, I'm going to give you a suggestion of a word. And I want you to go, Steve, I'm going to have you start. Yeah. And you'll say the first line um, as a who, like as a character. And then JP... Why don't you fill in the where you guys are if he fills in, like, who you guys are, okay? And then we'll just see what happens after that. All right. Does that yeah. Does that work for you guys? Yeah. Does that work for you, Casey? That works for me. All right. All right. So your word to get started is tea kettle. We'll get to our improv lesson in a minute. But before that, we just wanted to say thank you to Kate and Casey for coming on the show. We also want to say check out Wage House. There's live performances for only $5, and you can take improv classes there. And they've got a new class starting November 7th for level one students. And they've got new classes starting all the time. So if you missed this one, uh, you know, if you're listening to the show later, uh, just check their website, wagehouse.com, and see when there's a, a new lesson or a new show coming up. Also, thank you to Night Swim for the use of their song, Fiji, as the theme song for You Can Do It, Do It. And you can check out more about You Can Do It, Do It at youcandoitdoit.com. We've got show notes up there, links to all of our guests and everything that they're up to, as well as some blog posts that help you be a more creatively productive and fruitful person. So thank you again for listening. Please drop us a review on iTunes if you like the show, and we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks again. All right. Without further ado, here is our improv lesson. Your word to get started is tea kettle. Randy and Rachel. Who are we?
to each other. <laughs> We're co-car salespeople. I'm training you. I'm oh. Randy. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm making it to the big show. <laughs> the car sale lot. And I'm here with my good, my good mentor, Randy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Randy. I, yeah. We got all and sorts of... I forgot of... my own name, which is crazy. Listen, I, mean, I just... I think it's Rachel. Oh, why is my voice... Why did my parents <laughs> well... name me this way? It's been so hard for me, but I got into sales because I could convince people and I could make something of myself. I think you definitely can. And there's our first chump now. I mean, customer. Oh, uh, hello, miss. <laughs> so, can I interest you in a vehicle today? I'll pause you guys. So that you've, was brilliant. you've gotten something great. And then the next step to improv is just hanging on to that okay. and not changing it. So you just referred to your customer before referring them to as a valued customer you were like this chump and you're like yeah let's get him so <laughs> if that's true then how would you talk to this customer with what you've already established like what energy would we bring to that yeah and like what would your point of view be like yeah. how would you be treating that customer oh man I never gave much thought to that. <laughs> Threw yourself in there. So work off of yeah. work off of like your voice, like what kind of guy would have that voice? Oh, what kind of guy would be a used car salesman? And mm. then what kind of guy would say like, "Here's our first. Oh, there's Jump. a there's another the sucker over there. Uh, so just take all that information that you created and you put out there with JP, and then go ahead and talk to your customer all right so that's a that's a nice purse but i saw the clunky you drove in is uh is he looking for a new car well would you call it a clunker i mean do you think i need a new car oh absolutely i i know uh rachel here is uh is that your name <laughs> my name is 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 rachel uh uh, uh, uh rachel do you need a lozenge <laughs> uh, listen, I've, I've got I've got a lot of crap about my name throughout my life. Uh, you know oh, what? I'm Th so sorry. This isn't your problem. I uh, this is my first day. I want to make my mom and my dad oh, proud. Uh, I'm sure you will. You're so kind, ma'am. Thank uh, you. And I, you know what? I think your car's great, and I don't think you need a new car. Hey, no, 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 no. no. You know, I'm listen. Sorry. You're here. You're driving this. This I noticed. It's it's, it's a Mazda. Yeah, it's it might be. Uh, oh. I'm pretty sure it's a fake. Oh my, like yeah. a bad purse? You yeah, just... well, if you notice, the M is upside down. It's more of a W. It's a Wazda. Oh, I never noticed that. Yeah, and uh, uh, your, your back tie is so flat, it, you, know, you probably got mice in there or something chewing what? it up. So, uh, Rachel here is going to take you out in a, in a, a, a nice a Hyundai Sonata? Sonata. Yeah, the beautiful thing about the Hondas is you flip that letter over, it's still Hondai. Still an H. Scene. <laughs> nice. That was great. Yeah. I'm so sweaty. You did great. You. So oh, oh, well, you know, Sorry. this is. You did so good. You I'm, did so good. I'm so glad you're celebrating my failure. This is good. This is. No, uh, there's this. no failure there. <laughs> I think that it's just listening, and then you just continue to ask yourself, like, if I'm in a new situation, then how I, would I react as my character? And you, you kept true. 
to your character. And that's where the comedy came out of. You're just like, you're you're such a scammer. You're going to try to convince her that her car isn't a real Mazda. Like yeah. that has mice in the wheel. That's funny. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. And there's no way you could have known that that's what you were going to say at the top. Yeah, it's that, and that that's one of the most strange. And I'm going to go meta about that is that it's it, it's so in the moment. It's not even it's not even as in the moment as like a, a normal conversation between two people would be. It's it's like more deeply in the moment than I've been ever. I think in a conversation like it was kind of wild. It's like I never quite. You, there's so many so many pieces you have to like keep track of and kind of hold together within yourself, and then I have to figure out what he's doing and then how you're going to respond. And I don't know, yeah. so it just has to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was kind of yeah. was wild. There's a lot. There's always going to be a lot going on. Yeah, oh, so so much. The way like that's what the skills of improv for are managing all those new pieces of information and what is the best way I can manage that. So just hanging on to the sleazy character you created <laughs> that will help guide you and like taking all this new information and and continue to work with it, which is fun. That's yeah. awesome. And then JP's able to work off that. Two, by you saying, like, if you look closely, the, it's flipped upside down and now the M is a W. And then he's allowed to work off that idea and say, good thing about a Hyundai is if you flip the H. So that now it's – now this – everybody's looking great and funny and brilliant. And that's that's the beauty of improv. That was a great improv scene. Thanks. It was. Really was good. a lot of fun. Really good. And our listeners didn't even have to pay $5. That was for freeze. That was free. (laughs) So, if you'd like to send in five dollars, our address is PO box. We do have a PO box. You can send five dollars to. We (laughs) We also have a business address. Funnel it into (laughs) to Wage House. Send two fifty to their PO box and two (laughs) fifty to five (laughs) sixty. So, uh, for any any people in the Providence slash Rhode Island area, or Attleboro, or Attleboro. We're big, like we're big in the Attleboro crowd. Yeah, and any uh, <laughs> anywhere a hundred miles away yeah. from Providence, uh, where should people go to learn more about you and what you're doing? So definitely, WageHouse.com has our shows. It has any classes we have open for registration. Has more information in general about us. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at WageHouse. Cool. Uh, there's our email address on there you can just directly message us uh, we're we always love talking about improv and then we also have shows at our theater in Pawtucket it's 560 Mineral Spring Ave it's in a big mill it's right next to a brewery it's great and now there's an escape room there oh yeah, really? yeah. it just gets cooler and cooler uh, so we have shows every single Friday that are as we well established five dollars 